Hit R, Jer. Dude, I hit R for record. Hit R. I, that's a new one for me. R. R is for record. Okay, Jer, we are back. We have had RV Demo Day. We have had RV Reno Day number one under our belts. How do you feel? Oh, Calvin Barry, I feel so good. And I had a bit of a dip in my mood when you sent me a text earlier this week, but I think I'm back up to beauty. Yeah, back up to beauty is right. Um, Do not get ahead of yourself. Let's circle back. Shall we take the listeners, shall we take them on a roller coaster ride of adventure? Jer, um, not six weeks ago... We ripped the crap out of this thing. Um, <laughs> head to toe, inside, not outside, it's already pretty bad outside, but inside fully gutted. Everything came out. You're gone. We Like two monster pickup truckloads to the dump. What kind of stuff out, did we find in there? Hundreds of pounds. We found literal shit in there, Jer. <laughs> uh, we found literal live mice we found black mold like you would not believe we found soggy boards from 1979 uh we found a soggy mattress from probably 1979 (laughs) that weighed about 450 pounds soaking wet with water and mildew and probably urine i'm so glad demo day is behind us i'm so glad we're done with that crap never to be demoed again Yes, and so for those of you tuning in, this episode today is to talk a little bit about Reno Day number one. Go back and listen to Demo Day if you're curious about what it was like for us to destroy our old RV. This podcast is about adventure, and Calvin and I adventure in this old 1979 GMC RV, and we're right in the middle of our latest, greatest escapade, escapade, which is to fix this thing up and make it beautiful. So beautiful that our wives would feel comfortable staying and hanging out in it yes that's kind of the main goal here like we want to make this i mean we're we're coming up with people with young families we want to be able to use this as family men so um yes primarily it's a boys weekend mobile so anyways where do we start here i'm just gonna say like you came up last weekend and then um basically we had done a little bit of planning not crazy but we just kind of needed to start getting some stuff done in this thing so we could feel like we were kind of feeling a bit nervous and unsatisfied with the way we had left it so you drove it up last weekend we parked it in my driveway and we spent like a good part of a day on it like probably a solid 10 hours just uh working on reno stuff and the um, thing so I the thing I loved about that is once you had two guys in there just sort of methodically doing stuff, stuff yeah. got done. I know. That was kind of the best part, Jerry. It's like stuff actually we just started knocking things off the list and you and I we were working together for a bit and then we just kind of split off and we we're kind of doing our own thing. And honestly it was like a couple hours of that and then we stood back and we're like, Oh, you got this done, I got this done, like this is coming together. And when the video footage comes out, it looks like I did absolutely nothing because I was behind the camera the whole time. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. We should have got some more shots of you for sure. Um, but you know what? I think it's okay because you did actually all of the tougher work and I was more your assistant. So I'm definitely happy to take a backseat on this part of the project. Hey, whatever. Whatever helps, Jer. Um, it's two is kind of like the max, Hey, eh? Like for working on this thing, it's so tight and there's just not a lot of like big bulky things that... It worked. It worked all right. 
Um, well, and I think we found that out during demo day where in my mind, I like wanted to have this big party where a bunch of dudes yeah. came over and we all hung out on the lawn Got and slaughtered, <laughs> had a couple beers, listened to some tunes and it was like a bunch of guys. But I was actually really glad that in the end, it was only a few people who could make it. It was a dreary, rainy day anyway. So having a bunch more guys there would have been like, like, I mean, they, no one really would have done anything, which I guess would have been fine and still a lot of fun. But yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know. It was it was good just for it to be you and me just knocking things off the list. Mm-hmm. So what did we get done last week, Jer? Um, the big one for me was the ceiling. Like to actually, because that was something I was like, how are we going to fix this thing? So we ended up ripping down the entire ceiling, all the old boarding on the ceiling, and then yep. it was packed with insulation. We ripped all that out, all the old poly, and like vacuumed it, swept it all nice and clean. Um, so that was the big one for us uh, on demo day, and then also kind of installing a brand new ceiling up there, which was really nice. Yeah, that was task number one because we were like, it's kind of a big job, and once it's done, it would be a big win. Now, yeah. I have a question for you, Calvin. When we were at demo day, you were kind of like, you had this like hesitation about redoing the roof. Can you bring us through your thought process on that hesitation and how you came around? Um, my hesitation was literally like we were already ripping out so much of that stuff and we had done a lot that day. And then we're like, all right, let's do the ceiling now. And like there's this whole ceiling and I was like, ah, I'm so afraid of what's behind there right. <laughs> that I just want to like bury it and you were right to be afraid of what was behind there i was scared jer i was scared so what did you learn about fear by taking it out what i learned about fear is that i was absolutely right it was terrifying <laughs> but like any like nice platitudes about overcoming fear or anything no like that? i regret it 100 percent, jer <laughs> it was the most expensive material it took yeah. a lot of time i got like completely covered in crap and mold i probably have the c-bomb yeah like so. cancer <laughs> <laughs> like oh my gosh um can you Good can you, you do yeah can you tell our listeners like what you did with the roof because what you did i think was really cool and i would have had i don't really have any idea of sure like what it's called or how to describe it so like it was like kind of hard to describe the ceiling but there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of stuff to nail anything to on the ceiling so we had to do a lot of reinforcing oh, yeah. and like sister a bunch of those kind of ceiling joists if you will with new wood which was good to do that was kind of nice and it made the roof a lot more rigid and stiff um so that was a big part of it and then we were going to kind of we just kind of we were gonna do sheets of plywood up there like just like good one side plywood and paint it but then we were at hd and we saw like this like paneling basically like sheet paneling with kind of like little four inch strips ripped into it that was kind of like a nice wood grain so we thought that'd be a nice ceiling yeah like a nice design feature it's kind of like a pickled white and so um we fired those sheets up um on the monday and then uh we ended up leaving the rv at my house all week and then I ended up uh, doing all the trim work and then made a nice like, kind of like coffered ceiling, um, which was a lot of kind of covering up the joints and um, just making it a nice, very secure ceiling. So for those of you who don't know what a coffered ceiling is, feel free to like look it up. But basically, there's all the panels on the roof and then there's these nice white trim pieces that make a bit of a grid. So it kind of adds yeah. this nice depth and an accent to the roof. So it like looks pretty slick. Looks pretty. If slick. If you had a chandelier, you would hang the chandelier in the center of some of those squares. Correct. So yeah, which we're getting. So yeah, you sent me the pics once you put that in, and all the trim around the edge. I'm like, man, that looks profesh. 
It cleaned it up a lot. Yeah, it was nice to get that done. Yeah, and now it'll be much easier to paint too because the tape will stick nice to that uh, oh, that trim. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. That'll be nice. So that was the big thing that we got done. Um, another thing that we got done was it, it was interesting because after that day, we got a lot done, but it, it still felt very like a shell in there. It's so, framed, right? Yeah, it let's like talk about framed. some of the other things that we framed yeah. up. Yeah, so we did. We framed up the um, like the platform for the wood stove, which is equipped with storage underneath for wood. Um, then where we had... Which is the which old is, bathroom. Which is the old bathroom. And then beside that was the old kind of closet and drawers, which we fully ripped out. And we made a nice little love seat, two-seater bench there. Yeah. So that you and I were probably like most fired up about that because... Right there, we added two more seats in the back, and we got some storage out of it. And it is a nice, clean look. Now, I would say we killed a lot of storage by yes. like taking those closets out. We added yes. a little bit back, but the seats, I, I was like, that was comfortable. Two people sitting beside each I other. Know. I know it's perfect. And just making that whole cockpit—not cockpit, but back area—I guess more social and like more. I guess um, for the people that are sitting on the bench, not at the table area, yeah. it's like this whole other conversation corner you can have. And we discovered afterwards, if you're sitting right beside the fire platform, it's like the ultimate for stoking the fire and just chilling by there. Yep. Yep. Oh, speaking of fire, this is totally unrelated, but this is a pretty funny story. Is it to do with fire? It has to do with fire. Oh, neat. All right. Go ahead. So... You know how there's those signs that say, like, fire warning, high risk, it's really know. dry. You know those? Yeah, 100%. Um, well, I don't know if they have those in Niagara on the Lake, but they probably should have. Yesterday was Lavender Fest in Niagara on the Lake at this, like, lavender farm. They had, like, this big, like, thing that they put on. Okay. And they had overflow parking in a field. Okay. And when the like the festival announced that they were going to park some people in the field. The fire department was like, do not park in this field because the grass is so dry. And even if you cut the grass, like it's like a field. So it's like, hay, sure. And it's like all dead. And that is very flammable and hot cars and hay do not mix well. Well, do you think they parked cars there? I think they probably did for the sake of the story. Why don't you take a wild guess at how many cars literally caught on fire and burned no, to the ground? No. 19 cars burnt up to a crisp, 14 more damaged. Come on. I'm not kidding. That's yeah. a monster fire. So, dude, I'm dry. I just went visit to visit my parents tonight in Niagara. I'm driving down, and I see this field where these cars are. All of the shells of the car are just sitting in the field. It looks like a war zone. 19 burnt-out cars in the middle of a field. And here's the thing, Chair. I bet they were pretty nice cars. If you're going to a lavender fest, you're not driving a rig like ours. One of those cars was a brand new Model 3 Tesla with 600 kilometers on it. Come on. <laughs> oh, that lithium, though. That's a burn. Oh, that thing's going to burn. So, yeah, like over a million dollars in damage with all these cars. Oh, I'm sure. That's insane. And the fire department's probably so pissed. Right, they they warned them. Like I'm like, man, this is not. Yeah, this is just not a good scene. But it was right. crazy seeing all these cars in the field, man. It was like, I called my mom today, and she's like, "Oh, are you calling because you saw Niagara in the news?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" I type Niagara into Google. First thing that comes up, all these cars on fires, black no smoke way. billowing into the sky. 
the crazy thing is with those fires, like that probably came down to like one person's decision to park the cars there. Yeah, hundred percent. Right? It's like you should not park the cars there. They're gonna catch on fire. Yeah, but lavender fest. Yeah, but lav fest. <laughs> <laughs> but but lav fest. Honestly, people need their lav. They need their soaps. <laughs> they need their. Oh, uh, I mean, uh, what else do you make out of lavender? That's as far that's as it. I got. <laughs> incense, Jer. Hey, incense. when's the last time you've burned some incense? You haven't done that in a while. It's been a long time, dude. It's probably. Should we have s- a dedicated incense burning station in the RV? I would love that. I think we 100% should. I That's a great project for you to do. Yeah, I think I should. So, I wonder. Yeah, I'll think of a good spot for it. Um, one of the best projects that I'm actually really happy that you kind of spearheaded and did was um, redo the sub. Oh, can I tell them about that? 100%. So the first time we got this RV, this the first thing, one of the first things we did was I was retiring a car off the road, an old 98 Jetta that was basically a giant crumple zone because of how rusted it was. But I had a nice sound system in there. Nice amp, nice tight 10-inch sub. We're like, let's put this straight in the RV. So when we installed it in the RV, because the water wasn't working, in the back we ripped out the sink and we dropped a subwoofer in the sink. Um, Now, when we ripped out the back unit, we totally ripped out that whole place. And so I was a little bit confused as to where we were going to put the sub. It was kind of causing me grief because it was well hidden. And, like, it's pretty big. It's not crazy big but like it's a big box with a sub in it so it's a little bit annoying um the bench that faces like that is right up against the cab that is the backwards facing bench for the um the table there's a tiny little useless cubby in there that we kind of could fit like three pairs of shoes in there and i found a way to finagle the sub right into there so it's basically not wasting any other usable space and it now is like in the perfect spot totally hidden out of sight out of mind but totally within earshot and i was very pumped about that it's amazing it's it feels like a great spot like centered in the rv and that box was carpet lined yes which was amazing and then the best part i think is that there has there's this hilarious little door that you can swing out and see the sub yes which is great we'll have to see if we keep that door on there because honestly that door rattles a bit yeah, but I think I also need it. to replace that sub because there's like the plastic that covers mm-hmm. like the speaker thing, and in the winter, the plastic was so brittle when I pumped the sub that it just blew out all the plastic. So I wonder if you can just get a new ring for that or something. Well, I think I might just look on Kijiji for another 10-inch sub because uh, I don't know if you can get a new ring. Like it's pretty splintered, and you can't, and it's like siliconed sure. in there. So I think the sub is toast. But for now, it sounds fine. I might put we might put some new speakers in there, but. I was really pumped up about that spot for that thing. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. So. Um, other things, we did a lot of kind of just general maintenance and repairs in there. We um, we brought it over to our buddies, and he um, helped us out with a bunch of electrical work. So got a bunch of the lights working. Um, we got kind of the onboard generator, I guess, if you will, which charges the battery working. Yeah. And um, the cord is working, which charges it so we can run everything off the cord now. Kind of not that exciting, but a big deal for us to like have lights in that thing and plugs working. Yeah, and to like none of it really was broken, but we just didn't take the time to like figure out what did you have yeah, to like, do to get what on and what did the plug exactly. do versus what runs off the battery and how do we make sure the battery's charged and a few little things like that that are just finicky when especially when I was living in it last summer, I just plugged a lamp in so I didn't really need that and yep. 
Um, the other thing is one of the lights stopped working and I was like, why did it stop working? And it was just like, we had to wiggle some wires. So wiggle some wires and life is good. Yeah, it's all good. Um, we fixed a bunch of benches and well, we fixed the two benches and then we got rid of a bunch of all of the plumbing stuff, which was kind of a little bit of more demo day, but, um, we unhooked the gray water tank. (laughs) To realize that there was still gray water in the hose lines and the tank left over from, I'm assuming, 1979. I love how it was rank. I love how we can assume it like that stuff was only used once when it was brand new in 1979, (laughs) and then like never used again. It's like no, probably worked for a solid 10, 15, 20 years, but no, 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 no. Everything in there was from 79. 40 year old sewage. But dude, it it smelled pretty bad, and that was pretty disgusting. It was sour. And then what like about that really other bad. that other pipe you cut? Was that just the burning, melting plastic from the Sawzall? Or was that also like nasty air leaching out of that pipe? Well, that was the toilet exhaust pipe. <laughs> so that was probably nasty too. And I don't understand how that didn't vent because like there's an actual vent. Like it should yeah. vent. Well, it just like permeated into the plastic. Disgusting. So, we were grateful also, like, that day could have been so much hotter, but there was a stiff breeze going, so we had all the windows open mm-hmm. in the RV, so it dissipated pretty quick, but that yeah. was honestly one of those moments that was borderline as nasty as, like, the black mold mattress moment with that smell. Yeah, no, I think I would take the mattress to the face any day <laughs> after that smell. <laughs> yeah, if you don't have the C-bomb from that, you got it from that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, is that pretty much it, Jared? Like, do we talk about anything else? I'll talk a little bit of what's happened this week with it. Yeah, give us a little bit of uh, talk about what's happening this week, and then also yeah. a little bit more about what still has to happen. Okay, yeah. So this past weekend, um, I got to do all. I did a full day of like all the trim work, and then worked on some of the cabinets and stuff. So that was kind of my whole day, just me plugging away on it. And what um, you do on the cabinets? Is that like the trim on top, or? Yeah, that trimmed out all the all the edges and the tops and everything. Okay. So that was pretty much that. I don't think I did too much more. Um, just a lot of trim work. I got a bunch of stuff painted all up for it. Um, oh, okay. Actually, yeah, that's so good because that takes us to the top of the roller coaster when everything was good. And everything then was going ta- so good. Like take we were us back down. Like this thing was. I was sending you pictures. It's looking awesome. Oh, and then and, the- and another amazing thing. And tell this before you get to the next part is yeah, yeah. the brakes. Oh, Jer. Yes. Okay. I totally forgot about this. I know. Me too. Because so many good okay, things so, happened. Right. And we were so j- jazzed up. Okay. So yeah, the brakes are so freaking bad on this thing <laughs> that they had to get done. Jer got a quote, like 1,200 simoleons to get these <laughs> brakes done. So long story short, at my office, we have this cedar bench there that's like out in one of the rooms. And I own this bench because I won it at a stag and doe that I didn't go to, but I bought the raffle ticket for, and I won the door prize. Nice. So long story short, this bench ends up back at my work. I don't have a place for it at my house because I don't have room for it. So I just kind of plopped it there with the intentions of one day bringing it home, but I just never did. So this dude comes in who does like a lot of machining work for us, and he came in, and he was like, hey, I heard that bench is yours back there. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's mine. I blah, blah, blah. I won that. He's like, that thing is awesome. How much do you think you'd let that go for? At the time, we were storing the RV at my work, and I said, Donnie, 
follow me. <laughs> and I marched him back to the RV and I said, this baby needs a new set of shoes. <laughs> and he was very down to straight up trade that deal. I love everything about that. Yeah. He was, oh, and probably the best part, Jared, is like, this is straight up, like, kind of an older guy, super into, like, big old trucks, big rigs. He was so fired up to see the RV and pumped to just kind of, like, get into it. Um, first thing he did was just dive right under this thing, and it was, like, three seconds, and then he was like, holy beep, 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 there's a brand new motor in this thing. <laughs> Oh, Which so is everything good. you want to hear, right? Like, yeah, there's a brand new motor in this thing. Look at it. It's unreal. Yeah, that is so good. And you love so that you and I can... were feeling high oh, at that dude. point. So high because I was like, oh, I 100% have to do this, the brakes before we send this thing across the country with these guys in September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not giving them a rig that's bad, but I'm like, 1200 bucks burns like all the rent they're going to give me. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's a lot of the quiche. So that would be a big dagger. Um, so this is just, so everything was coming up, Jaron Calf, just everything. So I roll the, I take this baby home on Friday from work. Um, I'm driving it home. It's going fine. I pull into my driveway, throw her in the park. I hear a big pop. No. And then I see some steam coming. No. I snapped the fan belt. Oh my gosh. So pretty discouraged. Don't know. Like you and I are mechanical-ish people. But we're not really at all. So I don't really know how to diagnose this thing. It was so hot, I just let it cool down and diagnose it the next morning. Um, and yes, like, in fact. Remember, everybody, our biggest problem with this thing is like overheating and it losing power or exploding and f- snapping a rod or firing a rod through the bottom of it. Like, so many issues, yeah. It all is heat so, related. I mean, at this point, it is not resolved fully yet. I mean, so yes, I looked at it the next morning. Uh, the fan belt had snapped, which was going to um, the fan, obviously. And that and actually made the, sense because it was screeching like crazy. So clearly yeah, something was, was wrong with it. Yeah. Um, that, it was attached to the water pump and I think the alternator. So three things that it was doing. Um, it wasn't pulling. Like the water pump had been off for a few minutes or something. So the, um, the uh, coolant bottle boiled over. So that's what was my main concern. It, but it didn't seem to overheat, I don't think, because um, the needle was okay. And it was still drawing air in because the fan was still working. Well, and you didn't you didn't run it hot for super long. Yeah, that's the thing as well. So feeling okay, but still like, great, now we got to do a mechanical thing. So um, actually just tonight, Jer, I got a belt after work. They had one in stock. Um, chatted with my mechanic at work. He said, yeah, it's going to be a bear to change that belt. And I was like, frick off. <laughs> like, obviously. <laughs> so I was pretty discouraged to hear that it was going to be. And like, you know how that engine, it's so frigging tight to work in that thing. Well, and it took you like two hours to get it out when it was It took me two hours to get there. it out on Saturday. Yeah, because it was mangled in it and it, it was wound up behind the one of the um, pulleys. So it was really hard to get out. And I was like great if it was that hard to get it like a shredded one out how is it going to be to get one on right um but you know what Jerry? i just like took it one step at a time and kind of went in with some low expectations and i came out victorious i got the new belt on it sounds mint and it's like i think it's the right tension but i can adjust the tension if i need to down the road 
I was going to uh, say, like, did I you loosen it, it way off and then tighten it back up? Like, was all that working fine? Yeah, like, well, the tricky thing is that this old truck doesn't have, like, a tensioner uh, pulley. You just have to basically loosen off, like, l fully loosen the alternator. And then once you have the belt in place, you have to ram the alternator with a big bar back to get the tension and then tighten the alternator back up. Dang. Is that so grease that all over your hand? Yeah, that's grease up in my hand. Respect. Total grease respect, right? Dude, huge so I was feeling respect. super good about myself that I got that thing on, like, and and it was like no big deal. It wasn't that hard at all. Calvin, the thing that has made me potentially in this whole situation more happy than anything is the thing that makes me happy about that RV all the time, which is when someone engages with it and loves it and is determined. The first day right. we got that, when like Charles was putting on the basketball net. That was the feeling when right, like right. we were putting that floor down for the first time, like that crappy tile floor that is now impossible yep. to get up. Like that was the feeling when we were buying Noah's Ark like knobs for the cupboards. Like that was the feeling. And so this week when you were like, Jared, leave it here. I'm fired up. I want to do this roof. I want to put the trim in. Phil's coming over. We're going to do this. And then you're getting all fired up for this belt. I'm like. This is what this rig was designed to do, to get people fired up. It inspires people. And to inspire them and to get them to step out of their comfort zone and into something that challenges them. Yes. It has that effect on people, and it has that effect on people around them. Like, when people walk through there, like, you and I were given tours, like, oh, felt yeah. like all day on Saturday. This thing is, like, poking out of my dr tiny little driveway <laughs> in my, like pristine neighborhood. My neighbors are pissed. Yeah. <laughs> and it, like, saws I, I ripping just, all afternoon. I just, and it's been here for like almost a week now. I love it here. I don't want to move it. When when you were like, I, I and I'm grateful for you, you said, Jer, you got to get that thing to your house. And I was like, oh, okay, I will ask my wife. There's this perfect spot right beside my house. How can we not, how could she not say yes? So I approached right. it. I was like, Katie, I'm going to ask you something. And you can say no, but I'm going to ask you. And I just straight up asked. And the Bible's right. Ask and you shall receive, baby. Right. No problem. Jared, bring Hallelujah. it on over. Can I just have it here for Amen. the summer? Yes, you can have it here for the summer. Away we go. Now you got it up there. You know what? Secretly, our wives love it. They got to love it. They actually do, Jared. <laughs> I know they do. Yeah. Uh, as much as my wife says that she wishes I would put this much time and energy into our own home <laughs> than this uh, road home. Has she dropped I mean, that yet? No, she hasn't, but well, that, I'm sure well, she's biting her tongue. Yeah, well, that's the funny thing, too, where, like, I was yeah. at your house the other weekend, and, like, you're clearly doing some work in the one bathroom, and then this thing drops <laughs> under your lot. You will drop everything <laughs> to do it. I literally did. I got, like, unsanded, like, drywall in the bathroom right now. <laughs> Dropped it. Oh, it's so good. So, so I'm not, I'm not going to say like, no. I'm not going to say boo. I'm not going to remind you of your bathroom. I'm just going to say, Calvin, keep pushing on that RV. Yeah, man. Like, we're pushing. I got to, yeah, like, it's, this is another big work week for it. Yeah. So, um. Kind of a cool thing, Jared, like uh, Saturday morning, I was out working in there with Noah. He was helping me do a few things in there, and he just got up on the seat. That's all he wants to do, just sit in that seat, grab that wheel, and just drive. Was he doing it? And I, and I just felt like, yeah, this is like for the next generation of open rotors. I know, and that's what He's we're doing already in the fall, feeling it. That's like the yeah. next, next generation. I know. I'm really it's pretty sweet. I'm a little bit pissed you didn't send me a photo of that. I can send it. You yeah, have it's it? Pretty, yeah, of course I got photos. Oh, yeah, please send it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it was very inspiring. And then my buddy came over who has two little guys, like two and four. Yeah. And they came in and they're like, 
dad, can we go in that thing? <laughs> and they were, and he's like, yes, you can. And it was just, they were just like, oh my gosh, this makes me so happy. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine we let this thing die. None of this would, no be way. none of this would have happened. I know. And it's these are so just the good. little things. These are just the little things. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I mean, we're giving tours of people like, it's just, it feels like, you know, when we hit the road and we're just like parked, having a little hot dog barbecue somewhere, minding our own business and someone approaches us and just like feels the juice for it that we once felt. It's, it's like that. Um, you know, every time you get to give a little tour or show someone or inspire them a little bit with it, it breaks all, um, it just breaks the status quo and everyone says this thing should not be on the road and here it is, you know living strong in all its glory so let me rattle off the quick list of the things that uh we still need to get done on it and then maybe we uh will wrap up and get out of here so yeah sounds good um you're doing some work to build the back bar unit which is going to house a Mm -hmm. cooler and have a nice top on it hopefully a nice wood that maybe matches the table which is another thing that we need to do is get the table done um the cab above the driver's seat that needs to uh get some new boards in it and then once those new boards are all installed we're pretty much i think at that point ready to paint all around so then we got to paint we got to build a cushion go to fabric land and get some foam and make a cushion for the new love seat at some point and i don't know if this is for now or for later we have to um get the propane tank turned into a wood stove we got to yeah. put the bubble on the roof and we might put a second bubble on the side where the love seat is so you can look out there or maybe even make out in the love seat and people can watch you from outside and get inspired. Um, Depends on how we're, how you know how solid our bubble guy comes through. Yeah, we need a good bubble guy. So if you got someone, let us know. And then that's then we need to put the new floor in and then we oh. also need to do something with the roof where we're going to kind of use this special tape stuff around all the knobs yeah. and stuff up there and then coat it with I, this slather that's going to make sure it's waterproof. Yeah. I did a bunch of actually preliminary caulking on the roof on Sunday. Oh, did you? Did you go up there? Got up there. Yeah, I did a bunch of the windows and a bunch of the portholes. So. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, but I think we do, we do need to do that a slather, as you said. Um, also, another thing, you and I were... Is that it for the list before we move on? Yeah, there's one more part of that, which is um, aesthetically, uh, we really want an animal head on this thing. Oh, yes. And you and I were talking to a few guys, and I don't know about your conversation that you had with your taxidermist, but mine was fantastic. Oh, dude. Oh, man. This is another thing we we need to talk about. I explained to him what we're doing, and he's like, oh, well, if you just want like a really cheap one, I could like knock off a coyote head pretty cheap. You're kidding. He's like, he's like, yeah, like I do it really quick. It wouldn't be my best work and I wouldn't want my name on it, but they're cheap. You're and serious. Like, Coyote head. Awesome. Dude, 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 dude. A hundred percent. So, cause here's the thing. As I was like looking at these things on Kijiji and I was also talking to a, a, the taxidermist and his story. Oh my gosh. This is the theme of the episode. The taxidermist I'm calling. I'm like, so like. Do you do you have anything like lying around that we could just buy maybe or like my buddy's got a bear head but I want to talk about that later. Do you have anything lying around? He's like, oh man, you know what? We just had a big fire in the shop and we lost everything. <laughs> so brains taxidermy literally lost everything in the fall. So they're rebuilding. We will rebuild. Um, so oh, anyways, that's a lot of burning hair. So but but when I was looking at these things on Kijiji, so that was yes a very good conversation. Um, the heads are actually really big 
and oh, with a, like a deer head and an antler, like it probably comes down, like the head itself is probably a foot and a half tall because it comes down like its chest. And then the antlers are another foot and a half up. So I think it would be like really busy if you were sitting there like that head with the antlers is going to be like right there. So when you yeah. what I was thinking is like, well, let's maybe get some little antlers and like make on a piece of wood, like a, basically a hanging rack with antlers mm-hmm. that you can like hang stuff on. But now, if you're saying this guy can do a coyote, I think what we should do is a coyote head. And if it's not, if he's like a taxidermist, get him to pump some mini antlers in that so we can hang stuff off it. And it's a coyote with antlers would be my number one choice. Dude, a coyote with antlers would be pretty unreal. And it's not that big, so it would actually fit yes, right there they're nicely. Not huge animals, yeah. Because the other yeah. thing that I saw when I was on Kijiji is like a little antler rack and then a nice bass under it. And I was like, oh, that would be cool too. Classy. Very classy. You know? So this, so I, I like think that a lot. either the antlers-bass combo because it's not super big or the coyote head with the uh, antlers would be best. Yeah. Obviously, bear or deer would be more majestic, but I'm thinking yes, the coyote yes. idea is nice. I mean, the coyote is good because good size and who the frick gets a coyote yeah that's the best part about it that's like the best part about it like (laughs) if anyone walks in there and sees that they're gonna be like that is the coolest thing i've ever seen had to have it oh and then the last thing to add to that list is obviously my edison bulbs okay yes edison bulbs which (laughs) i mean we got some gets when we're gonna have to build up the very back wall um where we have our new electrical pulled through we're gonna have to do some sort of nice uh sconce on the wall what's a sconce where sconce where like like a wall sconce where it comes out of the wall and then there's the light on it. Oh yeah, we need some of those. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, one of those. So uh, that list is actually pretty long. <laughs> it's a long list. I mean, but like we're getting through it, Jared. Like it was way longer. Oh and yeah. We did all the really big gnarly stuff. Oh, and I got the floor ordered. Dude, you ordered the floor. Yeah. The other yes. thing that the only other thing is going to take, I think, a, a decent amount of time is. Um, like the cutting of out all the boards for the windows for the upper cabinet. Yeah, I know. And I've been even thinking about like, like I was looking at it more. I'm like, oh man, that's gonna be a ton of work doing that whole thing. Like, remember when Dylan had that, um, that AstroTurf patch? Yes. I thought it would be sweet to like line that whole cab with AstroTurf. I'm going to, I'm going to say no to that. <laughs> it would be awesome. It would be like you're lying in a meadow. Like on the ground or on the wall, the whole thing. On the walls, the whole thing, that long, shaggy, fake grass. It would be, but you still have to put the boards down. Would you? Yes, to nail it to the boards. Okay. Yeah, you got to nail something. Think nice. about how satisfying that back wall looks with those boards up, dude. Imagine the cab looking yeah, like that. Nice. And then we caulk all of yeah. the, the the seam so that no water will ever penetrate ever mm-hmm. again. That's a dream it's come true. Be that is a dream come true. Yeah, dude. All right, well, we're plugging away. I mean, I've got it for the week, so... I mean, I've got it for the foreseeable future, really. Yeah, I think... it's It's got a good home right now. Like, it lives at a mechanic's place, so it's kind of nice. And dudes are into it. The guys that drive the big rigs love it. What I really hope is that we can show off something pretty nice at uh, our friend's party in a couple weeks. Yeah, that's a... Oh, what's that? Two weeks from now, 20, 28th. I think it's the last weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, that, that's a big, big week push for so us. So ideally, I can get in there and do some painting before then, because I think that's going to be something that'll give it a bit of a wow factor without mm-hmm. having to do all the little nitty gritty things that we need to do still. Yes. Yeah. To get it by, get it usable for some people. So. 
Cool. Well, that was great. All right. Well, let's wrap. I'm glad here. we separated this episode with the last one. We got some feedback actually on the time we did that, the demo day with Bob, and they were like, you know, those felt like two pretty distinct episodes. So look, we listened to the listeners, so we're going to give you two distinct episodes. This is what you That's want. what we just did. Um, I hope this one was interesting to you. If you're following along with our journey and have more ideas, send them in. The idea to beat right now is Josh's. And he said, well, two Josh's actually gave us really good ideas. Josh with the bubble and the other Josh with the propeller for the front, which I think we're still thinking about. And we got to call Steve about that to see if we can get yeah, a propeller. Yeah, we got to get Steve on that. Um, so anyways. Key to this is getting people inspired to contribute. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, anything else or is that it? I think we're good, man. We exhausted. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening and stay tuned because there's a lot more exciting stuff happening. We hope this adventure helped you. This podcast adventure. We hope this adventure that we're on inspires you to also find some more adventure in your everyday. Amen to that. <laughs>